This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. <laughs> Boy! Hey, let's talk about you, the ID10T community events at ID10T.com, like Russ Stevens, a.k.a. Cool Movies Darth, who uh, has started a podcast called 90 for Chill, uh, which Russ says is dedicated to movies with a runtime between 74 and 99 minutes, the time frame that I feel is ideal. Russ, I could not agree with you more. That is a fantastic idea. Uh, Russ goes on to say there are times you need a cinematic fix but don't have time for the latest Scorsese masterpiece or offering from a comic book universe. There's also times when you know you need a conclusion to prevent a binge costing you a whole night. Um, my guests and I try to follow these guidelines as we chat up features that are definitely worth your time and are beyond easy to make time for. 90 for Chill, the podcast, can be found on all major podcast platforms at 94chill.com, and that's spelling out 90, uh, N-I-N-E-T-Y, 4-F-O-R, chill. Um, so there you go. Thank you so much for sharing, Russ. A uh, really great idea for a podcast. Events at ID10T.com for everyone else. Thank you for checking out 90 for Chill, the podcast with Cat Bus Russ. This is your host, Cat Bus Russ. And on this week's episode, we are going to discuss a feature suggested by Austin from Take Me to the Movies, Austin.substack.com. The feature is called We're All Going to the World's Fair, and this is going to probably be a little more argumentative than a celebration of the feature. It's a creepypasta movie from 2023. I think I know where he's coming from. I just don't see it working. We're going to see if he can convince you to watch that. But just to be certain that we have something that might be fun, I took the time to watch a Shutter exclusive to fill in the letter Q for the Alley's Accessory Shop on Etsy's Trash Feature Reviews. So I'm going to cut to that, and then we'll get to our main event. Austin and I discuss we're all going to the World's Fair. Little Hands says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. 90 for Chill, the podcast, proudly presents to you Ali's Accessories Shop on Etsy's Trash Feature Review. How's it feel to be home? Feels weird to be in Colombia. These rainforests look amazing. You're dreaming if you think you have time to hike. It's good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, man. Hola. Yeah. It's a pretty great room. I just don't want to sleep in the same room as you. You should tell him before dinner. Sophia and I have decided that we're going to split up. You guys are the perfect couple. I think I'm going to go. To? Chachi. It's not safe to go hiking around here by yourself. Is this the only road? Like if we drove through this area, we'd get there faster? Las Arenas is not a place you want to find yourself. Evil locals won't go there. Hey, we got to turn back. We're going back. I definitely don't want to get caught in that. He's breaking into the car. Hey, can I help you? Money. He had to be the hero. How was I supposed to know that he had to? If you had stealth food, we should go that way. Where no one goes, Las Arenas. Wait. Run, son. Run. Someone's gonna find us. They don't have a clue where we are. We 
both need to be perfectly still, okay? There's something down here. What was he out here hunting? I don't think we want to know. You have to trust me. We're gonna get out of this. No one's coming for us. You don't get to decide. And I've just concluded watching the Shutter original feature from 2023, uh, Quicksand. It's a film that takes place in Colombian rainforests, which don't exactly look like what you'd think. I might have to rewatch Collateral Damage to see if Schwarzenegger set the standard or not. But I digress. It's pretty authentic. And I guess I should just leave it at that. So we have a married couple. Well, they're about to go and be on the outs, but they've got one little medical convention they gotta attend in Bogota and to kill some time they decide to go hiking and little do they know that they are being set up by the hotel manager and an associate to pretty much just rob them and after confronting the assailant I guess would be the right term they flee into a off-limits area called La Arenas because of quicksand and of course they get caught and then it's about an hour of them dealing with well an hour for us nearly probably half a day for them dealing with snakes ants and their pat collective past and trying to come to terms with each other and their genuine feelings towards each other. You know, stuff that being on the edge of dead... Being at the foyer of death's door will do to you. So it's pretty routine, honestly. This is kind of, I guess you'd say, open water. A film I haven't seen. Shame on me. Except do it the muddy water. And there are some tense moments in it. Uh, especially once you bring the snake into it. Um, but it's either, you know, the hour, it's in it. Well, you know, once you get past the exposition, so that just kind of feels like, you know, I read the description of the feature. I don't really need 20 minutes of their drama, but especially when there's not much drama. And I guess that is the flaw of the feature. There's just not a lot of drama. Okay. These two people are at, uh, Wits end with each other, and now they have to try getting their stuff together. Cool. Um, I just, you know, we could have gone right to the hike, I suppose. And I guess there's some narrative devices of trying to keep the uh, woman in the relationship focused on saving the day. That, eh, a little cliche. But you're there with them, I think, is the important thing. You just want some excitement, though. And aside from battling a snake, venomous snake, and really, I guess the snakes are really the only thing, now that I'm really stopping and think back on the film. What you want, though, for excitement, though, is either some greater drama between the two that they're discussing, or, you know, something really 
makes them unique, not just uh, we've grown apart. If you don't have that in your script, well, maybe you could just do that with some outlandish acting. This movie's a Shutter original anyhow, so it's kind of excusable. So they missed the mark basically with the script, I guess. As for the direction, I, I said there's some cliche choices uh, near the end, but you know, you have two people stuck in an approximately 12-foot ring of death, dare I say, a pool of quicksand. You don't really have to work too hard to make that look good. So it's simple enough. I mean, it's a fun way, I think, or, well, let's see. How would I say this? It's a movie that you can have on in the background. It's not offensive, I guess, is the most important thing about it. So as I say, if it's on the shutter feed, the live feed, and, you know, that's probably better than just going down a YouTube uh, YouTube binge. Uh, as for YouTube binges, uh, just stay away from anything after 2001, my opinion. It just gets a little too muddled, I suppose. So yeah, it's just a feature where if you're claustrophobic, I guess that'll scare you. I mean, it at least finally gives us a chance to be afraid of quicksand, which is something, uh, you know, we always feared as children, as, uh, at least as Gen X children, I suppose, as spoken on, uh, oh, I can't remember which podcast it was uh, from the Rewatchables. Let's see, what did they do recently? They Live was a good episode from them. Uh, Toy Soldiers, you know quicksand and bad guys that's what we were worried about as kids you know at least we finally get half of that and we've already had a lot of the other so it as i say it's an inoffensive film a little more coherent than the feature that will be discussed on the podcast this week And we just heard Boomer Siri, as I say. Disappointed that we're using this for personal gain instead of just straight up capitalism. This is 90 for Chill, the <laughs> podcast with Cat Bus Russ. This is your host, Cat Bus Russ. And as I was chatting with my guest tonight, uh, being and making sure I get names all correct, uh, Austin Noto Monez. Uh, we are going to more just... or less. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, you can correct that once I stop sure. <laughs> chatting. Uh, so we're going to discuss a uh, movie from 2021, 2022. All depends on who you want to source. Uh, called We're All Going to the World's Fair, which is definitely inter- an interesting picture to say the least. And we'll see where we land on that so i will just uh so uh austin let me uh let us know a little about yourself and we'll get everything going sure so yeah i'm austin i live in the northeast of the u.s i uh came in movie nerd somewhat recently like in the past five years started like diving into super deep to, to stuff and got super into that writing stuff on letterboxd i earlier this year started a movie review blog uh, called Take Them to the Movies Austin over on Substack. Um, and that's been a lot of fun where I cover just new releases and such. 
Uh, and occasionally, or not occasionally, a lot of times I'll watch uh, movies that I, I hear people talking about from a few years ago, including this one, which I just watched earlier this year for the first time uh, and have watched again since. Uh, and it is uh, one of my favorite movies I've seen recently. Uh, it's a polarizing one, as Russ alluded to, but it's uh, I, I have a, a whole lot of whole lot of things to say about this movie. <laughs> Well, as as you said, the uh, movie could be considered polarizing. Um, I'd say polarizing it was poorly made, which it's not. Um, There's definitely things I would have done different if I was the director, but I'm not a director, so who's to (laughs) say if I really have a clue on that? Uh, Aspiring screenwriter, uh, main event of the dead, my professional wrestling zombie comedy, I've been working on trying to figure a way to get to a kickstarter or a <laughs> gofundme standpoint for the last uh 12 years but i digress i i thought all my buddies in the wrestling business would think all right he's finally got an idea let's go with that <laughs> i mean it's but, a uh, fun premise so that, yes. that's yes oh yeah shame nothing's come of it as of yet <laughs> yeah but uh well it's central illinois for you so yeah fair <laughs> yeah uh so basically you have the voter influence is north of I-80, east of I-39. <laughs> then it's a bunch of, uh, as uh, I believe it was Gene Wilder, as the Waco t- kid said, you have to realize you're dealing with the common folk, the salt of the earth, <laughs> the common clay, you know morons <laughs> from uh blazing saddles so um yep so that's um that's where i come from and as you said you're from the northeast i don't know how how far, far northeast i have family up in buffalo myself um and I I'm, this... I'm over in uh, new hampshire over okay in, uh, the, you know, hampshire, all right yeah. And I okay. grew up and lived in in near Boston. Grew, you know, only moved up here a few years ago. So okay, I've been in this this area for a while. All right, yeah, I just say that because I know this movie is uh, definitely got a lot of New York tax credit to- associated with it. Yes, yeah, that's why. That's why well, they never quite know. nailed down where it is, but they're within distance of New York. New York City, City right? That's about all you get. Of, yeah, yeah. So it's somewhere outside there. Right. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean. I've talked to enough people from the boroughs in Long Island and they basically like that's New York. Everything else is basically Canada to them. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the uh, movie is, we're going to chat about is we're all going to the world's fair from uh, 2021 officially. I think it probably didn't get a release till 2022. Directed and written by uh, Jane Schoenbrunn. Uh, very limited cast, which is, I would say, a plus to it, in all honesty. It's a story which I don't think any of the plot synopsis I've come across really do it <laughs> justice. Uh, alone in her at this is IMDb alone in her attic bedroom teenager Casey becomes immersed in an online role-playing horror game which that's not how MMORPGs work uh where no. wherein <laughs> she begins to document the changes that may or may not be happening to her regardless of what I think about uh multi uh MMOR well I mean, it's explained. <laughs> it's explained in the movie the exact 
role playing game, multi MMORPG, multi right, I... massive multiplayer online. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, game. I'm missing an M. But that's it's, all. It... It's also I, I would also quibble that that's not what this movie is about, which is I... part of where that description falls apart. Right. It's more of an argument. It's an MMORPG. Right. Which is yeah. yeah. So, I think the yeah. fact that one of the characters says that is actually an important character detail, but that's a whole. We'll get into that. <laughs> right. So yeah, Casey. So the movie starts with uh, Casey shooting a video saying she's taking the "We're all going to the World's Fair" challenge, which is basically she pricks herself, puts some blood on, blood on the PC, and things are supposed to change henceforth. Uh, there's a there's a narrative here. Uh, I think that there's a lot of potential to this. Uh, I just think the direction is a li- just a little too mixed up to really make it work. But uh, I'm not not faulting the actress. Uh, as for our primary actor, Theo Anthony is JLB. Uh, no, it's that... Michael J. Rogers. Is... Oh, okay. Sorry, I see stars. Yeah. Theo the- Anthony oh. plays a random. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's a. Uh... Honestly, really screwy with how they did the credits. Yeah, Michael J. Rogers and yeah, Man on Treadmill doesn't really deserve a credit <laughs> in my opinion. Or uh, Plastic Girl portrayed by Ollie Ann mm. Frank, which I think I saw what they were going with, but eh, okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's basically that this is where it kind of uh, kind of falls off the rails. It's just basically like okay, is it a documentary? Like, if you would have kept the features to solely camera stuff, which I'm not saying is a great method of doing it. I know there's a lot of... I haven't seen like a lot of... Right. I haven't yeah. seen a lot of movies like that. I hear good things about certain ones. Unfriended, mm. I hear bad things about the sequel to Unfriended. It's like, <laughs> if you would have kept it towards the screens, I think you have something solid, but then it's like um our director wanted to say i can direct and cuts out and it's like no that takes us out of like i know basic direction rules is like you don't you can't you have to have that invisible line uh where i think though that what what they're going for in a lot of it and i this gets into kind of so one of the things i love about the movie is that there's so many different reads on it and one of the ones that i take away is that it's kind of the experience of of the of the what it's like to be on the internet uh and watching you know parasocial relationships getting involved in like obsessing over or not even uh, intentionally obsessing but getting really invested in these certain people and kind of losing where that line between fiction and uh, reality is and so i think uh, one of the things that's really telling is for two thirds of the movie, we are, you know, from after the first third of the movie, we're never in Casey's perspective again. From the point she gets on that call with JLB, we're just with him. And so I think the, per, you know, with the cutting away, like such, it's kind of, you know, trying to hit this disorienting bit of he's not sure how to handle this. He's getting too involved in like watching this person and, he, although he knows it's a game, he doesn't know if she knows it's a game and this whole 
this whole breakdown. And so I think a lot of that ends up the breaking, breaking various rules is trying to throw you off and trying to make you feel that something's wrong here. Something's off. He's something's up going on with him as well. Well, I mean, yeah, you could definitely say that Um, like somebody my age, I'm 43 taking interest in a teenager. Mm. Probably not a uh, wise, you know, seems a little off to me um sure and yeah. that i think though i think there's a i think one of the other things i really like that that uh Schoenbrunn does here is there's like an additional layer that i picked i didn't pick up until this most recent watch where i think too like try, try, trying to understand and explain what's going on with uh with jlb and that he's you know there's a bunch of stuff that tells me he has a, he had a kid who he lost and okay. quite like quite possibly in fact he's obsessed with this like the implication i get is that he lost a kid to suicide is concerned that he's missing the signs and he's trying really hard to really hard to make it you know to understand this online world to try to like show that he actually gets it and so he can try to connect with this other person before they're too far gone. And he's not hip enough, which is, I think, the, you know, at the end when he, you know, he refers to it as an MMORPG, I think is him trying to dial into what this is when he's not really sure. He just knows that he sees someone that he thinks might be in trouble, but he's not sure. And so he ends up coming across as this, as definitely comes across as this creep in part because he doesn't know what to do. He just feels the need to do something. Uh, and so I think he he ends up being like a lot of uh, a lot of people who've ever come across, be it an actual arg, be it across, be it across just you know people who are memeing something to death, you know anything like that. Uh, when they are, you know, they're seeing a slice of what's going on. They're seeing people do it, you know, engaging in this kind of interaction they don't know exactly what's going on but they have seen enough to to pull stuff together but then and they see some stuff that reflects what seems to be reality and what seems to be earnestness poking through but they're not quite able to figure to do that separation and they're like oh should I? and they feel the concern of, of stepping in and i feel concern enough concern they feel they should step in and do so very clumsily and almost make things worse in doing so. Um, hmm. And so I think that's, he's kind of, you know, JLB almost ends up being the audience perspective character where we don't, because we don't know either. We know Casey knows it's a game, but we don't really know where she is mentally. Oh. We know that mm-hmm. she's a loner. We know that she has some issues with her dad. The one interaction we hear is not what you would expect from a happy home. Um, and it's something too where, you know, she's getting so embroiled in this thing. How much of that is her escaping a, a, a you know, a less than ideal real life. Uh, and with that escape, how much of it is, you know, truly self-destructive and how much of it is coping and that coping is being a healthy way. All right. No, that's all, that's all fair on that. Um, I don't know. It's just more for me. Um, as somebody who I work at an electronic store and I get pretty fed up with people like, Oh yeah, no, my kids wore this tablet tablet out type stuff. It's like, mm. yeah, no, um, I didn't have a game boy till I was 10. So mm. why, why, why? <laughs> yeah. 
uh why are we really uh getting them this attention element and uh dare i say the video game world in general there goes your mmlrpg is like oh no you always have to be in contact with people and what have you and your online profile is part of you and it's like i don't know i mean growing up and it's like like the best i most mmorpg i played was everquest or so mm. was galaxy which is again everquest essentially <laughs> uh yeah it's kind of like a you know there's still uh in granted that's 20 years ago now mm. i'm old uh so that kind of uh puts me in like there was still a great degree of anonymity and now you have a society where like oh we have to show our influence right away say via youtube or twitch it's like i mean right off the bat and i know eh, this isn't necessarily wrong or weird well necessarily weird i shouldn't say wrong yeah she's like i've got my own channel it's like should you like okay granted i'm doing a podcast i'm trying <laughs> to be have a degree of self-importance myself uh but before I started a podcast, you know, I was a professional wrestler. I mean, well, I'm an underemployed professional wrestler, very much act, but it's my active days were, you know, 11 years ago, uh, 12 years ago. I don't know, whatever. Uh, but again, performer element to that. I'm a writer, you know, screenplay, as I described, a uh, prolific blogger in the late noughties at least considered by most strippers as the most intellectual guy in the club. Um, that's, uh, um, so, I mean, I'm just saying I've got a good 20 years of experience of being somebody trying to put themselves out there instead of somebody as a kid, a teenager. So the movie itself is just disturbing. I think to, to get, you know, from the get go, like, why would a, you know, you could say, well, there's not a great relationship between her and her father. And it's like, okay, like you say, oh, the one, the one time we hear the father, it's like, no, I could, I can understand my parents being upset that I'm watching videos at 3 a.m. in the morning. Sure. I think the fact that's the one interaction that we get. Yeah, from it's the not, it, it, but yeah, right. It's definitely not fair. And, and <laughs> it's not that he's unreasonable, unreasonably upset, but more the way that the fact that the movie is like, no, no, this is the one thing in one window into that relationship you get. Right. No, otherwise, it's the introduction to the gun element, which is like, yep. oh, hey, uh, welcome. Um, again, I'm in the Midwest. It's like, that's uh, pretty much. Gosh, how many times I've seen gun collections that I've never asked for <laughs> mm. uh, back in growing up. Um, so, but I mean, I think, again, I it's just the sheer the... it's just the sheer fact that somebody who's definitely not at an age to be prepared to, who has a solid grip on uh, understanding why you're putting yourself out there or. I mean, I mean, I understand why you you're looking to try to connect to. Well, I don't know if she's even trying to look, like. It's the influencer lifestyle. I could, I would think Logan Paul could care less about anybody who follows him, or a Kardashian. I, mean, I, think, 
I think the fact that she kind of seems to start to lose herself a little bit in it, oh, which almost, which you kind of get with how strongly she starts reacting to JLB near the end where he's trying to, you know, be like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm worried. This seems like there's something actually going on here. Like, let's step out of the game for a second. Are you okay? And the strong pushback. And I think it's a part, you know, it's that, that element of teenage fumbling around and trying stuff you've seen other people do. Because of course, you know, especially growing up now, heck, even, even when I was growing up and I'm a, I'm a little bit younger than you, not too much younger than you, but um, like seeing, you know, people, popular personalities on YouTube or back then like Facebook, MySpace, whatever, uh, you know, I think, you know, trying to emulate that going, oh, cool, I can do this. You know, we see she's watching a bunch of videos of other people uh, in the World's Fair game. And she's like, oh, you know, thinks that she can do it. And we see, you know, she gets very little traction in her, you know, the couple of times we see view counts, she's not really getting anywhere there, but she's just kind of trying to figure out what she's doing. And the answer is, you know, it's a teenager. We've all been there. We don't know what we're doing when you're a teenager. You just try things, see what happens. And uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't always go the way that you, that you expect. Uh, you stare death in the face with these Bloody Mary inspired games um, and scare yourself uh, half to death. Mm. And it's great. Oh, well, I guess it might just be a disconnect because I think, um, you know, okay, obviously he's up front. I grew up in a uh, pretty stable, stable household. My parents are still Mm. married. They're going on, uh, gosh, a couple years from 50. Damn. Um, Congrats to them. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Right. No. Um, But it's very much like, I mean, I can say my mom was overbearing at points, but you know, she was always there to pull us away from stupidity. And I can't say that her own mother was there. I mean, that's an entirely different different story, but I'm just saying it's kind of like uh, I was very close to her mother, my grandma, and probably related to her best of all the kids. Um, knowing that her situation was, she, you know, parenting oh gosh what the hell what the hell did i get in myself into planning all that um and my mom came from a dysfunctional home so she probably overcompensated lots of all that lots of that my dad is very much like uh no everything's going to work out and he really uh great on that element uh I was just saying we're not like my little brother would have probably possibly gotten into this YouTube stuff, but you know, I didn't leave the house for a while. So I could have probably kept an eye on him, I suppose. So it's just, but again, she's I mean, a sing, she, she's she, a single, as far yeah. as we know, we see she's yeah. a single child with a single father. Yeah. Yeah. I, and mean, I think the thing is even, even apart from whether, she's looking like i think even rather whether it's youtube or whether it's you know musicians or whether it's you know uh telling stupid stories on the playground that get a lot of play i certainly remember that i was never the one dispensing but certainly hearing kids tell very clearly tall tales trying to get people interested like there's an element of of human nature to you know to trying to be you know stand out and be popular or not popular but stand out and be noticed uh even if you're uh, a loner and don't care what others think. You care what other people, to, to a certain degree, care what other people uh, who have a similar mind to you think. And if it's other people who like this weird, messed up, 
uh, horror game about changing, uh, you know, ter- you know, with various like tall tales, this whole storytelling element to it uh, is, I think, what ends up being the the appeal, or even just you know, really stepping into this alternate reality game type thing and going, okay, let's play this massive game of make believe. Uh, and see where it takes us. It's, you know, it's kind of riffing on the whole, like, say, Slenderman or generally creepypasta type thing. Right. Like, and, like, you know, saying, hey, let's take these campfire stories that we either told or heard about being told growing up, and now let's spin that off into this long-running thing. And then, you know, that's what this character ends up getting uh, really involved in. I don't know how much she cares about being popular. Again, her videos don't really make much of a splash, and she doesn't ever show any indication of caring the closest is just uh we see when she kind of takes various elements of the mythology from other videos and uses them in her own um like the the the, you know not feeling cold thing uh which we see very clearly is false (laughs) but like in trying to mess with that uh i think she's just kind of trying to tell a story to figure out her own voice there well uh, figure out what she has to say if she has anything to say well Okay, teenagers don't in general. My opinion on the hey, I was I was one. Okay, <laughs> all right. Like, uh, um, I don't know. For me, growing sure. So, I mean, even if it's a, it's a, it's a broader, it's a gen, it's a generational thing. I'm at you know tail end Gen X, uh, which living in Central Illinois probably makes me more millennial than that. But now I digress. Uh, like i well and frankly i grew up in a time where the internet was not a thing like i was ahead of the curve uh, it's like well this, russ knows something about web design go, go to him and it's like okay uh yeah and let's uh let's talk dollars and oh so we're not talking okay um so yeah it's a I guess that might be the disconnect in a sense that it's a totally, uh, okay. I guess this kind of turns it around to JLB. Like, all right. JLB is definitely closer to my age. I could imagine still being a little younger. I mean, thank you. Thanks for my heretics, my heret. Yeah. The heret, heret, hereditary nature. My hair is still here. Um, but, um, I don't know. It's it's. I I I guess. All right. From a filmmaking standpoint, is where I get hung up the most. And again, it's like, okay, let's follow her. It's like, yeah, no, no, you can't. Again, it's that one. Um, that one hundred eighty degrees element. Like you have a line where you, where the direct where you're watching it from, and now you can't really cross that and they're very not flaunt about that. Like, Oh, somebody is following her with a camera. It's like, no, no, you have to sat like, uh, from a, you know, from an artistic standpoint, you have to establish that you're either in the world or you're not, you can't just go and say, and eh, we're going to follow her from, you know, her failed video, which we don't see from the video side of, I'm going to record myself sleeping. <laughs> Into her journey. Uh, interesting. Into, so that's where you're and, drawing, and, you're and drawing the line is, is. So you're saying you, to you, where the break is, is that sometimes in the first third, especially, 
We yes. sometimes see her from some omniscient third party, and sometimes we see her as a viewer. Right. No, you you get one or the other. You can't you can't just or there's a way to do it, but it's definitely ignored here. And then like the entire, which makes the entire establishment of the gun element screwy because you know nobody was recording her with that and again I th- yeah uh, from a from a directorial standpoint if going back to uh uh shadow the vampire um hmm. with uh i can't remember the director which is sad because i know nicholas cage uh, money behind I, I, it I, uh, it, uh, Shadow of the Vampire, it's uh, Elias Willa, Marriage. I right. Remember, I don't pronounce his last name. But yeah. Right. Willa, the guy Willa, did Begotten. <laughs> okay. Willem Dafoe yeah. as, as Count Orloff and John Malkovich as the director. And then you have this violent scene, and Malkovich gets himself out of the situation by saying, if it doesn't happen on screen, it doesn't happen. And so that that element i think goes into the uh storytelling flaws like you could either you you have to be focused on one party or the other being jlb who again that's just a very difficult thing to sell especially when you've just pretty much established that well the second half of the movie is him watching her and it's like i could see maybe as an experience standpoint like Maybe it actually works from the establishment of if you say Act One ends when JBL JLB gets involved, mm-hmm. and then you can see the movie being totally from JLB's perspective, and that could work. Uh, it's just you take too many too many chances. Otherwise, I think early on, and you're trying to figure out it. It, it really becomes more of like I could see the casual viewer like getting into this but then and ignore you know but as you know it's a, as a i wouldn't call myself an stab uh yeah i've got a screenplay but i don't want to direct it necessarily i don't want that responsibility jeez uh <laughs> um from a st- filmmaking standpoint it does you know you you can't commit oh. halfway and then go the other way i guess is what I I'm think like. it's either is- it's either it's either Casey's story or it's JLB's story. We can't have it both ways. So I think that for me, part of where that doesn't bother me is that I think uh, stuff like those kind of rules tend to be as long as, you know, if you're going to break, it's something the rules can't be broken, but you must be deliberate when doing so. And I think that it's bold for a, uh, this is technically her second feature, but her first, it's her first narrative film because she had um, a documentary about oh. Slenderman before this. Uh, but, oh, uh, like, okay. Well, it was, was it was say, really. Well, docu, okay, documentarian. Get it. All right. I see where she's coming from. And then it's, an, yeah, it's a very the, experimental the concept. Like, yeah, creepypasta. Oh, yeah. It's, it's I mean, it's kind of they, entertaining. Enter, entertaining the concepts got me laid once, but. Nah, I mean, I'm not going that. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, so the documentary is called A Self-Induced Hallucination. They uploaded it to, to archive themselves. It's really, it's really interesting. It's not, it's, I think it's good. It's nothing spe- amazing, but it's a really, oh, well, it's I still can... looking at, but it's still looking at, and it kind of like plays into this too, uh, that it's looking at, it's less concerned with 
the actual creepypasta itself than it is the actual the uh, uh you know the phenomenon of creepypasta mm. uh which makes perfect sense playing into a movie like this that is using kind of a blend you know a creepypasta inspired arg uh to play with but I, in any case i think the thing that's interesting is you know the thing that for me why i don't end up minding and i think it's a very deliberate the uh sometimes you're in screen sometimes not and not setting that one perspective is this that the whole movie is concerned or is interested in uh, that breakdown of the walls, of the fact that it's not clear. And yeah, you're, you're definitely right that there's no motivation. No, there's no motivation for why are we all of a sudden outside of this, uh, outside of the video camera from the world, but from the filmmaking perspective of, okay, we're now setting up that there's these two different pieces. There's Casey on screen, there's Casey off screen. Uh, and then we start to blend those. And then all of a sudden we cut out, not all of a sudden, but we cut out one of those parts when we you know enter JLB's perspective and drop it and completely drop uh, getting any inside knowledge of where Casey is. Because even like early on, we see a point she gets discouraged, that first sleep video, she's like starts, you know, like, you know, uh, storms off claiming it's stupid. We kind of get a sense that she wants to, she really wants to make herself participate, but she's not really feeling it. Um, and we, you know, we're kind of completely, we, so we have this kind of blurring where she's keeping it going, trying to do the story, not really making, figuring it out. And then we're like, okay, cool. Now we don't get to see what she's actually feeling. So that we really feel that JLB, we feel like we are in JLB's shoes of what is going on with her. And so those, the, you know, really emphasizing the themes that they had previously, you know, that they established in the, that first act. So I guess it's more or less, it's just, um, okay, you can watch the videos fine. And I'm not saying it's, there's anything from at the end of Act 1 involving Casey to the end. Mm. Well, I mean, I can get into the third act, which is quite brief. Um, mm. Okay, but, um, you know, Act 2, it's like when we get into JLB standpoint, and as you said, there's a lot of things that could be unraveled, but it's not obvious. Like, mm. so perchance per this is a multi-viewing movie, and it's like the problem with being a multi-viewing movie is you gotta nail it right in the first view to mm. encourage that. Uh -huh. And I can't really say they do that in this uh, JLB. Like coming from a you know middle-aged person it's like no i definitely like i could perhaps you have the parent standpoint but and geez that's a scary thing as i'm checking ids at a liquor store and i see oh right oh, you're younger than me and yeah those kids are definitely going off to school <laughs> to college mm. so okay maybe i should be you know but it's kind of like you know, I just can't. It's one of those like it's. Uh, dare I say, you know, rules and such. Now it's like okay, well, this is definitely, definitely a high school, and you can have the parental element behind it. And I guess like really more place towards like okay, this is being classified as a horror movie, and it's like, what horrific's going on besides a kid pulling tickets out of his arms to get a stitch toy and where's the c and d from disney about how dare you use stitch uh, suggest stitch 
um it's it's just like okay so we got a horror kind of like it's classified as horror in a sense and it's like really like we don't have hard candy here you, you uh, didn't find any, you didn't find any any of the the like any of the stuff with the video even you know any stuff with the videos at least freaky maybe didn't scare you but at least you know give you a an unsettling vibe none of that um that's that's probably just my cynicism with age okay. it's like okay this fair. is all this is all you know like <coughs> you didn't do no, anything that's, that's fair enough that's you did like I, you didn't, I, you did, I, like they didn't do anything new or interesting be it the pulling tickets out of your arm or the video oh, yeah, nice. there's nothing there's nothing with but i would say there's nothing with the uh uh the casey element and that's just it. Like maybe, maybe if you would have like, oh, you're butchering a doll. Well, you know what? I saw that on South Park when Cartman eventually acknowledged he had to get rid of sure. his old thing, his old toys. Uh, to oh actually, no, the yeah, the things it's like stuff like the the you know the, the pulling the tickets out of the arm or like where uh you know she's playing at some sort of like uh she's not in control of her actions, ripping apart the doll, or whatever. Those were like oh you were you know, interesting elements, but they weren't anything scary. The two bits that, that freaked me the hell out, even this second watching, and I still love, is kind of some stuff where, well, one of them is where they're playing with this fact that it's almost like a slow cinema horror, being the second sleep video, the one JLB actually pulls up and says, watch this, where she yeah. does like the slow arm pull and then, then the like freaky ass look on her face. Um, uh, at least I found it freaky. But, well, uh, like I mean, that... if it if it would have worked, like I'm just gonna have to say, and it's limitations to the format. Uh, I'm watching on a 4K TV, and I can't really tell too much creepiness out of there. All right, are moved? Maybe there's an expression, uh, but like maybe it also comes from somebody who's a notoriously violent sleeper, like yeah, I don't know. But uh, I guess, yeah, that. That's yeah it. it's I like mean, yeah no it doesn't like i i get it he's looking for something but then it's still like it's just a fine line to walk because again you could say well if you think about jl jlb having a history losing a child maybe even up until teenage especially in this generation it's like okay cool uh, well not cool i mean because it isn't. I mean, that's it's just a. I'm just saying that as an affirmative statement. All right. Uh, not uh. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I get that, and he wants to protect this person. It's it just that it it makes JBL JLB, sorry, uh, professional wrestler JBL is an infamous bully so it's like oh something evil obviously I'm going to go in go that guy uh JLB is a uh he's he's crossing into a area he's not supposed to be in and so when mm-hmm. we finally have that like finally stated uh after their uh conflict like look I really care about what's going on with you and what thought about calling the police and stuff like Dude, dude, like you've totally. I guess it's a it's a thought that of active watchers or just you know spectators, what have you. It's like it's 
at least when I see something and I can, and granted I can be guilty of this. Like I would go and maybe in a depressed move post a lyric from the dwarves of F the world. I will deny you. I try to keep it PG 13. I got to go through and edit my last podcast. recording, (laughs) And I'm the guy who dropped the F bomb. So I'm very disappointed in myself. Uh, But it's like, um, just quoting a line from the dwarves f uh f the world i will deny you and you know it'd be the last bridge before the final chorus is nobody loves me nobody cares and nobody when i die nobody will be there and i'm just doing that like that's kind of my mood i don't mean anything by it and then dealing with you know family like with like one sibling like what are you talking about right dealing with the people who don't who don't don't get it's it the internet don't know the context around that right or and even just people who generally know but they don't know if this time is the act the time yeah, that right you yeah. actually mean something by it right yeah. and uh no i'm very maybe my web designer education is like you have to be literal when you need to be literal so it's like i always fall back behind that like why did you take it like that? No. Mm. Here, uh, I will show you my grades to support that I know what I'm doing. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's, it's I think one, it'll, of those, yeah. one of those like you can't you don't feel I think sympathetic to JLB trying to care about this person because it's not really his place to be in a position to care about them. I can get that. At the same time, I I personally definitely. I sympathize with JLB while also uh, knowing and very much that he's not going about this well. Because, like, part, one of the things that affect one of the effective bits when we get to JLB's perspective, where we cut it back and we're no longer in screen, is right. it's clear he's a very he's a very sad man. There's something going oh, on. Oh no! And so <laughs> it's like you know, I think for that, it's like okay, I get that he's latching on to this and it's probably not you know it's not healthy and he's not doing it the right way and he's freaking casey out rightfully so she's ever you know she should be freaked out by this but it's something where i kind of i can empathize with that kind of with that you know a level of despair even even if i don't feel myself i still kind of the movie i think does a good enough job of painting that like no i i get it you need some, you need to talk to some other people. You need some to deal with whatever is going on with you, JLB. But I, I get what, what you're feeling here. Well, sadly, I don't have that sponsorship from better help yet. Um, and I, but then again, this guy's living in a, at least a two story house. And it's like, his house is nice. His house is gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, he is a, he is probably wealthy. My guess is that he's divorced because although we see we see huh, someone bring bags in in the background at one point, and I do, I do. This is me. This loving stupid bullshit. Uh, me, stu- stupid, stupid bullshit. No, 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 no. You uh, know, I say PG thirteen. Like, okay, okay, fair. All right. Stupid bullshit. Uh, I, I do love this. You know, where in the credits that person's credited as JLB's question mark question mark question mark. Uh, which is a nice little t- touch that I love. Right. Um, but like, so to me, JLB, like, I, you know, that's also part of where I pay, I get this idea that 
did he lose a child and it ended up killing his marriage and that's part of how he has why he has this big gorgeous empty house when he just seems to sit on the couch staring at nothing or lock himself in this room staring at a computer uh so clearly something's gonna rye in jlb's life whether his own doing or not we have no idea it's, right you know, but like his... and so that's enough for me to go yeah no i i i feel for this guy he he's not going about it a good way but i feel for him well i mean that's just a uh issue yeah, in a story. personal thing yeah right i'm saying oh that's an issue in storytelling like this is jlb's story like i can see as we talk about it, it's like i can see it being written by you know Run from the standpoint of a guy watching this and like I don't know, maybe it's a if you wrote it that way, it's kinda of like, well, you're encouraging people to be voyeuristic on people who don't know what they're doing. But you could write a story about a guy who's like concerned about his uh about somebody else falling down these wormholes. I mean, all right, JLB's closer to my age then uh so it's like okay well then he could have had a child commit suicide maybe even playing this game there's a story there Mm -hmm. but if you don't tell us what's jlb's motivations are sorry i can't read him more than a i can't read him more than being a being a creep and let's jump to the third act with like no i like if Casey doesn't go and put a bullet in his between his eyes. It's like, why'd you make that trip to New York? <laughs> like, I it's kind of like, like I would not entertain this guy. Like, I've been ghosted enough by people my age. Sure. <laughs> in a dating standpoint, it's like you. All right, you accept. You don't. You know. All right, somebody's got their own issues, and it's something they got to work out with. Uh, I mean, and I've had a lot of. I mean, I got a lot of, like, I don't want to say I have a lot of it experience, but then again, it's like, all right, I've been bankrupted over somebody's heroin addiction. Like, people would appreciate it more if I was the guy doing smack. It's like, 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 I've been there. I mean, I've been through some rough times. It's like, okay, and, you know, it's like, okay, well, if nobody hears my context of the story it's kind of like and i get invested into something it kind of says you know again it just goes back to if you don't define jlb better like this could be jlb story and be a good fair movie i don't know how much you can really go with this kind of format which they set which they have difficulty trying to determine like you can't pull out when you're in a documentarian standpoint, you can't pull out and then say, well, here's how it is. Like this is spine. Oh, I'll just go back like a mockumentary. This is spinal tap. If, if we ever see, if we're, if we're ever told, well, you know, Rob Reiner just happens to be around recording all this stuff. If you don't acknowledge it, then it doesn't, you know, it's a weight. It's wasted minutes. I mean, there's there's a lot like there's a lot of great elements to this film. Uh, I mean, even uh, it's just you make some. It, it's really in the direct like. If we talk more about JLB, there's 
there's a narrative there. You have a narrative. You could tell a narrative from Casey if you if you wanted to, and about her disillusion, and then even entertaining a guy like the first time she calls. Mm-hmm. Like if a guy's not showing their photo. Well, I mean, that goes to inexperience, right? Like, part of that goes to, she's, I don't know how much she's supposed to be, what, 14, 15? I don't know, something like that. She's, uh, in, high, she's in high school. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So just, yeah. the point is, like, you know, that can easily go to, oh, you know, you're used to these different people online. You don't know who you're talking to when you're just talking via text or whatnot. So translate that to, I'm talking to this random person on video. That makes, you know, I can get why who, that would not Who doesn't show themselves. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, I can get how that doesn't you know, automatically raise red flags. It would for, for me, but like, I get it, you know, because I've, I've been I've been around for too long for that not to. Casey hasn't. Um, but I can kind of get that. The, the uh, entertaining him, like, I think this movie also, I think with the entertaining, the let's meet up and grab coffee in New York. Is kind of more the movie nodding towards this like empathy towards hey, em- you know Casey seeing through this guy is kind of this guy has similarities to me in that he is sad he is a loner because what kind of you know what kind of you know I don't know forty something whatever old you know year old man is going to be obsessed with watching these videos about this you know false reality game online and so. I could I could understand a a person, especially someone who uh, maybe sees the best in people. We don't know if Casey sees the best in people, but I could we could I could see somebody going, oh no, this person we have enough in common. I'm gonna take a chance on meeting up with this person in a public place because I'm just like grab coffee, or whatever you know. People are in New York City, people around. I can understand that, and then especially you know uh, they leave that you know he leaves the end when he's talking when he says that they. Made, they uh, said at some point we should meet up and watch a movie together or you know, catch a movie together. You know, that very much feels like the type of thing that people go, you know, smile, nod, say, yeah, sure, we'll totally do that. And never happens because they both know, even if even if JLB doesn't want to admit it, they both know that's eh, not going to that's not there's no way for, you know, there's no history of a friendship there that could go all kinds of horrible, of weird places, but it very much kind of also cements to me JLB's status as this sad, lonely guy, you know, who just doesn't know how to deal with whatever it is, is ailing him. Um, and so it makes sense that to me that she, she'd uh, take that, you know, she'd roll those dice. Um, I, yeah. It's not, it's not a good idea, but I understand how a person makes that idea, makes that decision. Right. Well, yeah. No, I mean, I, I've nearly gone off to Thailand on whim. So, sure. Yeah. No, I don't buy like. And as I say, you know, I've been ghosted before. And it's like, well, look from their standpoint. You know, lack of safety and okay. I mean, that's I, you know. It's a shit world where, like, okay, I can acknowledge that. Well, yeah, maybe you ran into something too fast and you're just trying to distance yourself from it. Um, But, you know, it's like, how do you, you know, how do you end up getting to the point where you're, like, a year later and we're still communicating? It's like, uh, yeah, it's just... 
Like, there's there's a lot of ways you could have gone with this. You could have made her the crazy person. You could have gone the hard candy route and, again, make her the crazy person. But we, but a crazy we can support. Um, but you, sure, but that would have been making that that would have been Sean Brune making a very different movie that had very different things to say. And what like that that is Jane Schoenbrunn could have made Hard Candy, but they wanted to make something that was about the internet, how we end up interplaying with it instead. Like, well, yeah, it's just one of those. It's like, I guess, from a society where, as I say, ghosting is way too common, or at least for me. So that might be <laughs> that might be me. I, say, I don't know. I'm not... Yeah, <laughs> that, I'm gonna leave that, that on the table. Right? There. No, no, no. no. As I say that that might be me, but. You know, then you talk about oh fudge, I got ghosted again, and it's like, well, yeah, no, you're just, you know, I I joked with a customer once complaining about uh, oh well, if only my daughter would pay her portion of this credit card bill, and it's like, well, you know, I I fully acknowledge as a you know, I'm not afraid to take cash from my parents still, <laughs> so it's like. I, you know, it's like, look, I'm going and I have to start paying for dating websites just because I need to secure a place to live, not because I'm looking, you know, I'm looking, you know, it's a place to live to save some money, not because I give a shit. Um, So, okay, granted, uh, full disclosure, I've, God knows how many times we've been introduced as, and this is Russ, he's the most cynical asshole you will ever meet <laughs> but once you get to know him he's fine he's the nicest person <laughs> you'll ever know and there's a sense of pride and then there's like as an artist I, yes i take pride i take pride in both fronts <laughs> but uh it's just one of those i guess uh it's very tough to come from a uh, standpoint and and I find it interesting you were talking more about the JLB side and not the Casey side. Uh, maybe that's an inability to relate to a teenage girl, which, hey, I'm happy to not be able to relate to, I guess. I mean, I'm more disappointed in the parenting standpoint. Like, I think part of it is because, as a, I think I see them as two sides of the same coin. I see JLB as an older version of Casey, in a sense, in the sense that they have a lot, you know, they're both, they both are kind of sad, broken people for different reasons, as best as we can tell. Well, no, uh, that that's, so that is a that's a very yeah. fair that's a very fair statement. I guess I've just and uh coming from a you know 40 something who's got 20 years of dealing you know with a adulthood so i could be drinking at uh you know 21 and then seeing the seeing it play out with people of my age and then you know i essentially moved out to champaign urbana because i lived in a 4 a.m last call town and it's Mm -hmm. like yeah no i don't need this partying lifestyle maybe i gotta get myself away from it and then sitting and watching people do it again from a, uh, you know, like, no, I've been there. Don't do this uh, type standpoint. I can see that. Uh, but it's just something that we don't know enough about JLB. Like, it could, this movie could definitely work if it's one story or the other. But essentially, 
it's presenting jailbait in Casey. And then somebody who That's an interesting way to phrase it, but okay. Well, no, no, no. Okay. I could I could be a little more sophisticated in saying uh this is taxi driver in a sense. I mean I'm I'm saying that I can't I can't I'm saying, I, 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 I'm saying that, I, that it's not it's it's not Travis Bickle wanting to shag somebody she's he's feels responsible for he wants the best for her sure that's where uh, i'm coming from now i'm not that, now i'm not saying that jbl seems I, the type to go and right. shoot, shoot a bunch of pips over her but i mean so so yeah i mean i can't i can't uh do anything about how you view that relationship there well, no, I'm, I'm just trying to say, more... okay, it's it. I I can see it as a father daughter relationship in that element. It's just like, well, I think the it's thing not right necessarily that... your place to step in, which again goes back to taxi driver. Like, no, sadly, like, sadly, well, that's not his place to step in. I think that's one of the things the movie is also trying to raise is 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 it the, someone's place to step in maybe maybe i mean there are times no, no, you end that, up hearing that is... stories about like people online posting videos and such that are concerning and after the fact people look you know and someone goes and either does some commits some atrocities such as you know some, some ma- major act of violence or yeah. uh harms themselves and afterwards it's like well the evidence was right here look at these videos look at these posts why didn't someone say something mm. and the, you know, this movie I think is grappling with that too, where there's a, certainly a line of, would it help? Can you do it? Is there a right way to do it? Is it possible to do it in a way that isn't, uh, doesn't come across as at least invasive? Uh, is there, you know, is it is it the place? You know, very reasonably you can say. I think I think it's very reasonable that that you're like, no, it's not his place at all. I think someone would come away with this reasonably saying, yeah, he's not wrong to try, but he's certainly going about it in a bad way. I mean, mm-hmm. as evidenced by her freaking out at him, uh, justifiably so, uh, when he comes on very strong about, are you okay? Uh, yeah, and no. starts questioning whether she thinks she knows she's in a game. Yeah, but that I and I guess that really kind of um, so I guess it's just more of like how do you find yourself as a middle aged adult into a teenage game? Like, well, I think that also presupposes that something like an arg or creepy pasta is only for teenagers and only has appealed to teenagers. That's certainly I can't say args in general, but creepy pasta certainly is targeted more at that demographic sure but i mean adults getting into it seems perfectly valid well no no no. i i get that but it's still like it's just really comes down to jlb not being like not being flushed out fully enough as a character as i say there's two good movies here you could focus on casey and yes, that turns into hard candy. Or you can focus on JLB, but you gotta give us a little more behind him instead of somebody desperate who as I say comes across as like somebody who doesn't know how to necessarily deal with any kind of social situation. Mm. But but it yeah. still comes to the point, how does I mean, I guess you could be obsessed with the game in, in your 40s. I mean, 
hell, I still play Pokemon, and what can I say? Um, but from a situation that does not seem like an MMORPG, yeah. like you say, well, false reality, so I guess that's closer to LARPing, dare I say. Are you familiar with, with what uh, alternate reality games, ARGs? No, I can't really say ah. so yeah, no, bring it up. Like as yeah. I say, I, I I as I say, like they obviously screwed up in just trying to they probably said MMORPG just to make it something Oh well Oh I played I, mean, I played, yeah. played Evercrest. As I said, I played EverQuest, I played Star Wars Galaxies, I got friends who played uh City of Heroes. So all right. I think I mean I think that was it could have been because it's definitely more people. More people know MMORPG, if for no other reason than WoW. No, no, we're not, but I also what think it's more maybe more a bit of JLB thinks he knows what's going on, but he doesn't really. No, um, I, so I, an arg, an arg is basically the idea with an arg is you is there is some scenario, situation, whatever uh, you know, some sort of. Yes, it's a. It's really an arg is a storytelling game. The idea with an arg is. Uh, let's all kind of play at this certain thing. Let's take this thing or set of things as real and play them out. Uh, for example, back when I was in college, there was I came across this one that you know, the game design department did, uh, whereas basically you'd see this, you know, these uh, like little flyers everywhere talking about some like secret meeting and whatnot. And you'd find links to random videos and these message boards of people with cryptic, you know, mess, you know cryptic different posts and whatnot. And it was basically them trying to tell this a, a story that unfolded over the course of weeks if you followed various posts and blogs that linked off and everything to kind of create this feeling of this big world, this big secret society that exists just underneath reality uh, and kind of make this feeling that there's something going on uh, that you never know about. If you're familiar with any of like Thomas Pynchon's work um, or uh, like the movie uh, Under the Silver Lake, Inherent Vice was based on a Thomas Pynchon novel, if you don't know. Mm. Um, And like all that's kind of this, there's some, there's more to the world than I think there is. Uh, you know, that's why everything, nothing works out or every, no, things don't go the way I want or things aren't going well for me. There's something else going on here. And ARGs kind of take that, you know, ARGs are kind of, I don't know when ARGs began or anything like that, but certainly like that's kind of where it's, you know, the the space where ARGs sit is we're all going to pretend this thing is real and tell a story using it. And so that's part of why to me this like, and it's like very much tied into internet culture, although they existed before that, but they've become more popular then because no one can see your face or anything. It's much, you know, a lot more uh, multimedia elements you can no, no, in. Yeah. And so, yeah, it ties in very tightly, very closely these days with internet culture. All right. Yeah, it's just, I don't know if we come to a time where we're looking for, oh, I shouldn't say, um, Dare I say, uh, a time we're in a time where we're expecting explanations for everything. Mm. Oh yeah, I think that. Like, I mean, I I'm just saying. Everybody like, thinks that we're at a point. Every every time period likes to think that we know everything. I mean, think back to was it was it Hawking back in the '80s who said that uh, you know we're at the end of physics yeah, um, before and, yeah so you know and that's yeah. but I'm just saying it's like. Uh, everybody wants a. All right, I guess it's 
you know, just my statement as somebody who's gone through, you know, mm. um, therapy. And I'm not saying I had a great experience with it, but, you know, it's like, you know, I stopped, you know, once I, like, therapy fell apart for me, should have fallen apart for me a lot sooner. But, like, oh, I just, I'm trying to get a full-time job now after, you know, I need this, so I'm not going to find the time for that. Never mind the fact that I have um, the same psychologist, psychiatrist as my psychologist, you know, same psychiatrist as the ex-girlfriend I got involved with after we went through inpatient out, you know, psych ward. Like, all right, I'm just saying what I'm getting to is like there came a point where it's like I can't you know find a reason for anything the release right now and I don't want to go insane trying to locate that. Yeah, um, I think I think so, that, that the internet yeah. definitely heightens that feeling that there should be an explanation for everything, right? Because uh, there's so yeah. many things that people that maybe the world knew, maybe certain people knew, the rest of us didn't, that the internet lets us learn. And so everything's like that, right? Right? And of course, the reality is, no, we know, we know plenty, of, collectively, humanity knows a lot, but there's also so much we never, you know, have no explanation for. And that's why you have various other, various things people turn to to try to help cope with with that existential dread <laughs> well it's just like uh, everything's so big <laughs> i mean existential dread i think is something that's related to religion and just in, in general sure. like you abandon that and it's like eh, well all right nobody's judging me whatever happens happens uh so it's just I think we're not getting away from the point where I think it's basically like, all right, you got two good, good movies here. And I will say like it more, more or less, I get more offended by the fact that some parent and you say, well, parents don't know what their kids are doing. It's like, I was able to successfully grow up with a, with parents who were, who had a clue, dare I say, um, suggesting that my little brother's marijuana usage like well my dad probably knew better mm. lay off her mom lay off a mom type situation uh it's just uh very much like i don't know there's boundary issues and i guess this feature could be a statement on internet culture as is like we don't feel there's boundaries any longer. Like again, all right. I've, uh, you know, as a 35 year old, I slept with a 22 year old. Like, okay. Yeah. When out, if I was a, you know, all right. 13 year difference. All right. If I was a 28 year old sleeping with the same person, that would be bad. <laughs> So it's like this the idea of, you know, some buddy in their middle age. Like, I just I'm just hung up on it, dare I say. Like I know it's not my place. Like now, and it goes back, 
you know, as they, as you say, there's I mean, a lot that, of there's that's a lot definitely of, there's there a, that he's obsessed a, with someone who's way younger of, than him. That's weird. Well, no, that's definitely there's there. a, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of great elements, as you said. Like there's a lot of great elements that could make this movie work. Like if we knew he had a, I mean, I'll go up to even you know, sixteen year old kid who you know committed suicide, car accident. I mean, plenty of trauma. I mean. Like this, but this podcast I always dedicate to my best friend Stacia Harden, who, you know, died of a heroin overdose at twenty-two, and you know I've been living with the guilt of not being there when I could. And there you go, I'm helping JLB's argument, you know. But it's not. I mean, my I, place. it's it's not it's not my place to look for these cases. And with the oh internet, sure yeah. And with the yeah. internet, with the internet, it's like, like, I guess it's more of like, how does some middle-aged person find themselves in, dare I say, a, tr- a teenage trend? Like, okay, say if now I can we, make We it, can disagree I can, I, about whether creepypasta is a teenage trend, but. <laughs> well, no, but no, I, no, not necessarily. No, it's not a teenage trend because. Again, that twenty-two-year-old at thirty-five is like, oh, makes me sound like a shithead entertaining her piece creepy pasta stuff to get laid. But I'm not saying it's not something that expands people. Uh, people are people extend like people are looking for ex- explanations. They're starting to create explanations. Is I think the problem. I mean, creepy pasta is better than uh, QAnon. I'll say that. Sure. I mean, uh, one is one is a storytelling game trope style, whatever, and one is a conspiracy theory that I'm sure we both could go off on for a while. Right, but, but I'm just saying but it's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I am just saying fiction, nonetheless but we're looking for we're looking for answers and where we you know will go yeah, but and no one's looking for answers in R. they're looking for an escape they're looking for fun they're looking for the well, same things that you see casey looking for there which is kind of this how do i engage with the community while still remaining the loner that i am uh, and maybe even maybe not even engage, but at least just like I'm gonna just start putting stuff out and just doing things and whatever, and you know playing that that game. Whereas other things like for you know this you know explanation of the world, but no, nah, this is you know very much just like well, no, let's build this world that I, doesn't exist and we all know doesn't exist. But and that's, where just, the, that's just this where you know until you have that argument segment where Casey says well, that's not even my real name. Mm-hmm. Do you really possibly think she ha- doesn't have a clue? Like, again, it's just a sense of narrative. Like, we don't have any clues that Casey might think otherwise. We don't have, you know, and it's very difficult to get you to want to relate to the middle aged guy obsessed with a high schooler's. Hmm. efforts yeah i mean i don't know i'd say that i relate as much as empathize like empathizing with both of them rather than yeah 
No, because, yeah, no but, it's, it's, well, here, here's the thing. Empathy yeah. is something that I could definitely, you know, this story allows you to empathize with JLB, which, dare I say, uh, well, there's no dare I say, and I'm sorry for saying that. I'm just trying to cover my ass, mm-hmm. which is fair. Like, I mean, I think it so, also there's so, there's, well, no, but I'm just, too. well, uh, it's just working on JLB. Like, sure, okay. There's plenty of, plenty of people who think there's more creeps out there and such. Like, you know, so, well, let's see, there's like people are told to look for creeps everywhere. Mm-hmm. And there are just some people who have. A mental block. They're not trying to be creepy. They're just trying to be empathetic. Oh, you mean that's JL, JLB's lack of social ability, social skills? Right. No, you're sure, right. Sure. It's, and it's one of those like, how do you get a big house not getting married? What have you? Like, I mean, God knows I'm happy with my 800 square feet. Hmm. I could use another 100 square feet. But, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, that's not until like, Oh, Russ, you could have this from my parents' house. Well, shit, <laughs> if I only had another 100 square feet. But, no, it's, I'm just saying, it's like, okay, like, it's, it's not, it's really not, a, again, it's just a storytelling element. Like, you want to be JLB or you want to be Casey? Neither? Well, I don't know you have no. to pick. Well, no. Well, here, I mean, and I, and I say that, and it's like, well, nobody wants to watch the story about a forty-something trying to come to terms with his, with not, not technically, but from a generic standpoint, Lidlita complex. Like it's not. It's not that. I'm just saying. And yet you keep going there. <laughs> well, it's more or less like, okay, it's more or less like... I, mean, I think the purpose is more of the age difference, right? It's more generational divide. Is more this person who do, who grew up not understanding how you can grow up in this type of world versus Casey, who has never been, you know, if she's well, no. in high school now, then she's well, never been no, 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 the I, internet. I, in its yeah, modern form. Oh, no, there's, yeah. there's there's definitely a generational gap there. <laughs> I I just I guess I'm just you know really hung up on how like you know how That's you fair. go I, how you go like how sure. do you end up focusing on a high schooler? Like sure. I mean so I, I, I had a question back, with your other hang up. Okay, no. So, so we've talked about that hang-up a bunch. So your other hang-up you've mentioned a bunch is the, like, feeling like it's two separate movies, either Casey or JLB. We yeah. have a movie that has these two different perspectives in it. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on what you would do, on what would make you feel, if you, assuming you had these two halves, you're going to fo- have a movie that uh, focuses on Casey's side and JLB's side. How do you do that in a way that would satisfy Russ? All right. One... It's not like it's not a two half thing. Sorry, you like I could see 
Hey, they don't have to be equal. Or well, no, 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 How no, would no. you blend those two? Stories? All right, no. I acknowledge you have to have these two characters. There we go. I could see doing a first act about Casey and cutting out the let's follow her into the woods to the cold video or follow her to the shed. I mean, hell, I could have opened up the movie with the entire shed bit. Her watching if a we're, video. If we're not, if we're, if you're, so you're saying in that case, it would be never on the screen. It'd never be in the screen like we are for much of the movie. Well, no, gotcha. not, necessarily, not necessarily okay. say that. Say that I could see doing the video, the initial video, which, mm. gosh, you got to we're, we're all going to the World's Fair, but yeah, you yeah. got to have patience to put up with that bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you mean do you mean Casey or put up with Casey? Put up with that game or us, the viewer, to put up with the movie? Put up with the well, us as the viewer, putting up with the game concept like i mean to, like, I why, to me, why, is, why is why is why well you know? right but do i need so to spend, do i need to spend six minutes on that you know i, I there, you eh. could have cut you could have cut that tighter just sure uh, this that's that's the bit like once 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 she says i'm gonna do this and then three minute, minutes later uh, so I so, don't have a good French accent, so I can't do the SpongeBob. Sure. Bit. Yeah, the SpongeBob bit. Uh, okay. So like, so I, like, all right, that that's that has really that's just more of like, okay, right. Sure. That's it. Once you like, establish, I, once you once you establish that scene, then you have two different movies to go with. You go with JLB, or you could go with Casey. I would show like if you wanted to go like. If you want to incorporate the both, which I which I will say, uh, Jane Stonebrun. Uh, thank you. Yep. I have it on. I, I've got it on the computer. I'm looking. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> so, um, like once you get like, I would go with some videos. I could spend even twenty minutes on that stuff. Well, no. Oh, you don't need to have twenty minutes because you like to sleep bit. Like, oh no, I'm just curious. What, what, you know, there, it, trying a... to keep this this divide or trying to keep the two stories. What would make Russ happy? Ignore the the bits I personally. Well, no, like, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, no, and I want to make this movie work. I would not. I would have. Mm. I would have watched the other movie you offered. Like, do I screw The Exorcist out for oh. <laughs> for you <laughs> if know? You uh, I'm uh, just no, chuckling. I'm just saying, if this no, is a reaction no, to where I'm going to the world's fair. Your reaction well, no, to no, no, no. would have been well, very here, here, here's, here's the deal. Like somebody yeah. wanted to do The Exorcist. I really want to yeah. guess, so I had to watch uh, five, four others sub 100 minute movies to justify watching a two hour movie. Mm. So that's let's. So and so when I like, okay, it's time for this podcast. Mm. Uh, we're all going to the World's Fair, and it's like, as I'm, you know, five movie deeps and another another concept, <laughs> and it doesn't knock me out of the park. And I'm not saying this movie is bad by any means. All right, Letterbox two stars, and but fair enough. <laughs> believe me, 
if you're one one and a half, I will rip a you know, like. Oh no! no, no. I, I'm like, five I want stars. Well, on no, this but movie, I, I'm five stars. It's in my four on the profile. <laughs> oh no, no, that's 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 fair. There is like. I would not entertain this movie if there isn't something there. Mm. I'm like, there's a lot of elements. The direction, aside from the pulling out, like, oh, well, here's the reality of this, there's the reality of that. Like, the movie could have worked if we never pull the camera out on Casey. Sure. One of the things I'm very like, we could have, we could have, we could have done, we could have done the. The initial I'm going to the world we're going to the world's fair pricking stuff. Sure. Hey, uh, there's there's an element of emo kid in me, which I try to cover up, but uh which totally relates to that. Uh, it's just like we could have cut to the next video and then so, I like think there's there's of, a way I could the... there's way like but we gotta make this JLB story. We got to make this Casey story to really make this movie work. So it's a credit to pulling up my window so I make sure I have it all. Um, you know, Jane Schoenbrunn about it's a credit to what she's trying to do. Like there is there's genius here. I would not entertain this movie on my po- well. All right, <laughs> I'm dead. I I can be desperate for content. So sure, I shouldn't say I would not entertain this movie. No, 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 no. I but she's got some. She's got a great mind. She wrote this movie as well. So yeah, and edited it. So your your edit your issues with the uh, the editing are also on their shoulders. But no, I think for the direction, no, no, the little, that's little, definitely no, worth the direction, the is direction. when you have a, a first-time like narrative director yeah. like like Sean Brune. You know, again, second movie, first time. Who's I'm someone who loves who who uh, loves a bunch of movies that fall into the slow cinema category. So there's certainly an element here that helps explain why I love this movie so much because it well, blends it with horror, which is uncommon. But I think first-time directors who are willing and confident enough to just sit with a shot for a long time to help get you in there and kind of create this vibe and create, in this case, when we get deeper into the movie, a lot of dread uh, is really impressive to a very different effect. I don't know if you ever saw After Sun from last year, Charlotte Wells' debut. Very good film. Um, Also another slow meditative film. Uh, Not horror at all, but... uh, using those kind of long shots to instead kind of create a feeling of almost like a lot of longing and loss, but like the confidence from both of them to really just both with their performers and with what they've put on screen here to just sit with the shot and let it play out and try to kind of create the vibe is a big part of it. And I think that's also, you get some of the, the videos we see on the, uh, the, the totally not YouTube site that, she, that uh, Casey's uploading them to where you get some like these videos that like, why is that there? Well, it's just creating this vibe. It's creating this, you know, putting you in this mind, this headspace uh, to try to help drum up that dread and really get you into the space where these characters live. And that's something I'm always impressed by with like a young filmmaker. Uh, Cause yeah, I think Sh- Sean Brun is also not, not, you know, she, 
they're they're young and also again second film, sec second feature length film. Well, First narrative like, one, but yeah. Well, no, and I'm not like, as you say, first narrative film. And, you know, sadly, we're in a society where so many people knock it out of the park with their first narrative feature. Like, you're you're talking to a guy who, you know, definite Gen Xer, like dealing with Tarantino and Smith. Sure, those people tend to be the exception, but yeah. Well, sure. yeah. But talk to most people about following from Christopher Nolan. I like that movie. But... I love the following. Oh. So I love following. No, I, or, uh, I, I, I Aronofsky's am... Pie. They're good, but uh, well, yeah. <laughs> you say that it's like uh. you're you're getting me going. Like yes, <laughs> they are awesome. So it's like again, it's like we got our true artistic minds, and it you know, and it's like with their knockout debuts and then you're you're we're here talking about like again it's kind of like this might be a movie not meant for my generation dare i say and i think that kind of I, well no i'm just saying it kind of indicates well, you know, i'm just saying that's an interesting perspective it's not in that well no no it kind of indicates its shortcomings <laughs> from a guy who's from a generation where we where you know, I had Smith, I have Terrence, you know, I, I, as I say, I grew up in the Midwest, but I'm definitely old enough to be a Gen Xer. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm mature enough to be a Gen Xer, but, um, so I'll let the like, jokes write themselves. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, don't they, I, yeah, I can't question that. So it's like, um, and I dare I say I'm being an asshole for exemplifying the fact I'm a Gen Xer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the best we did was protest Bush Senior, which mm. was was not a challenge by mm. the stretch of the imagination. <laughs> uh so it's just one of those like I guess and for me being a web you know, an internet professional or at least trained as such, it's like just knowing boundaries and what have you. As I say, it's a we're still hung up. I'm still hung up on JLB. It's got to just stop and think like, dare I say, let teenagers be teenagers. If we had more story behind JLB's motivation for such, you got a movie. Like, I don't want to kill somebody in the first five minutes in a car accident or something more horrific. Internet, internet based. Dare I say a stalking situation? I mean, but... I think one thing too with JLBs, with like the the little we get on JLB, is that we have this bit as well where our perspective on JLB mirrors his perspective on Casey, right? Because he doesn't actually know much about Casey's life. He gets little glimpses, little bits and pieces, and he has the added layer of not knowing how much is a game, of course. But that is still going to be the fault of your premise. It's like when they say MMORPG and all of the, you know, uh, IMDb's max descriptions. It's the fact that we have a generation that does not know this ARG stuff. Mm hmm. 
And so, so. I, I think that's also why, I mean, we were talking before, right, about uh, how it's interesting that this movie where Casey kind of is the focal point in driving things forward, we spend much more time in JLB's perspective. And I well, think that's it, a big part of it, right? Well, like, to, to the like, credit, which to is the also cred- why, okay, to the credit of the direction um, by uh, Jane, Jane, that's not a bad thing. Like, mm. No, I agree. And it, I, it, I, it, it's like no, I, I like we're we're introduced to Casey. We're focused on Casey, so I can understand where the fall off happens with not really in the JLB. There's just so that might be a script standpoint. I could definitely tell you his direction is flawed. I'm not afraid to state that like you can't you can't pull out of again it's the 180 i got that from a lesson from a voice actor at a peorian anime expo granted this guy did the voice i think of master roshi on dragon ball z so i think he's got some cred but i i i'm just saying it's kind of like okay so the direction is flawed and but i'm not i'm not upset about that what I'm saying, you know, it's just like, okay, because there's still a story that could be had. And I guess the flaw is the direction does not tell us. And a few cuts, it could have worked. Like, oh, well, JLB is in watching this the entire time. So cut the entire scene of her getting ready to set up her camera out in the cold to say, I don't feel anything. Well, I think that, I mean, that's one of those ones that I think to go back, we were talking before too. About, well, I'm just, I'm just saying, and then if you, oh, sure. Kept, but I, if you kept, I was with, to if give... you kept with that, if you cut that out, kept with it, boom, we can get right to. Well, right. But then we lose something in the process. Cause what, what they're trying to do with that scene as well, one of the, you know, that scene all amongst others, right. Is that they're trying to set up, a, this kind of blurring between, you know, fact and fiction, but more, we're also seeing Casey very much being performative and trying to meld in these aspects of other videos she's seen. We previously saw, you know, we, we'd seen her watch uh, our buddy Theo Anthony uh, <laughs> as the man on the treadmill who can't feel pain. So she's like, okay, I'm going to sit here and tell everyone I can't feel cold, even though m- mere seconds before she starts recording, we see her take off her jacket to make this point at driving home that she knows exactly what she's doing. She's having fun with this game. She's escaping into it for whatever other reasons, but like, that's a kind of an element that we, we lose because if she's just on a screen, she's just a fictional character. Whereas by having the both aspects, we see both her as a fictional character, her as the, the face she presents to the world. And we get a little bit for a short time, we get a little bit of, who she actually is uh, enough to know what she's you know we enough to 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 have a grounding and help blur things you know ironically blur things further because we know she's not in a great spot but how much of that is the game versus how much versus what's going on in her life that jlb has no grounding for later on well yeah i i guess you could say that but it's like yeah we still have just cut from her watching like not even her watching, because I think it's most effective when we don't have a clue who's watching. When we just have that those little arrows rotating, mm. like oh, I can't feel pain, and then you cut to that. Like, I, uh, I mean, gosh, uh, it's as you say, just 
maybe you shot too much, Jane. <laughs> or you you thought you were going doing something and it's like, yeah, well it does not that just breaks the breaks the um like it work like this movie would work if you just focus on JBL, JLB once he pulls back for the screen. Sure. And so, so that, from your perspective, that, oh, sorry. that 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 could have worked. Otherwise, I could have just shown like, okay, boom, you have your credit sequence, which I don't really know what they were going for. Sorry, I'm like, oh, let's show this, let's show this, let's show this bankrupt place, let's show this bankrupt place. I mean, to Jane's credit, to find a, an empty Toys R Us, I I just seen Crunch Fitness or freaking sure. <laughs> fill out those places uh, pretty fast. Uh, so I'm just saying like, okay, you need that, but I, I get it. You need that for the, for the, uh, all right, boom, credit, boom. Uh, but then you could scum video, video and just put us in Casey. Like, I think we're all ready to be in Casey's perspective. And I think that there, there it goes. The flaw of the film is like, we're ready to be Casey's perspective the entire way. And then all right, we get the first tale B interaction, and then we get back to Casey and watching and do watching her videos, and then like, and now we're going back to JLB. Like, no, I I want to know about Casey. I don't give a hell. I don't give a shit about the middle aged person watching this, and I still am like JLB needs to be more established. What's his backstory? Instead of just throwing him into a situation where, like, I go back to this. I have a I have no stand-up comic who was doing, Marty DeRosa, who was doing a bit like, well, his uh, girlfriend is doing great job-wise. He can be the house husband. And like, oh, I'm going to work. What are you doing? You know what? I feel like doing acid. Hmm. <laughs> That's the only interaction, interrate, uh, interaction I can justify any any adult having with high schoolers necessarily, because you know, no sophisticated drug dealers going to deal with acid. It's a high school okay. drug, so I uh, that's why. That's so. It's like, I mean, we need more about JLB to justify why he's even in the situation of even considering trying to take care of feel paternal to a high schooler who's not his own. It sounds like back to my earlier question about how would you make a movie with both these perspectives work? The answer is you wouldn't. You just well, no, no. I, 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 all I, all I, all I, no, no, no. All, no? I, all I need is to kill a kid in the first... <laughs> first 15 minutes i think i have a movie about jbl jlb uh like that's right right uh, but that's a different movie i I was talking about make this movie make something like this movie no 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 there's no it sounds like you just say you there's no way that that works no i'm saying i'm saying well i'm saying it's like you got two you either are gonna focus on casey or you're gonna focus on jlb and when casey calls jlb a pedophile it's like Uh uh-huh Hell yeah, you know, finally put this guy in his place. And I don't need you pull like that that should be the end of the movie, essentially. I don't need pulling back and JLB's like, how do I reconcile with that? 
dude, you got called a pedophile. Just walk away. Uh, I mean, you want to like, let's go to the movie Ghost World. Um, mm-hmm. Steve Buscemi's dealing with a therapist at the end of that movie over mm-hmm. everything. I can see that working. But, sure. to, you know, it, again, it's just like, that's not a place you should be to begin with. Um, and but fair enough, but it's yeah, it sounds like that that thing kind of colors the whole perception of of this movie for you, correct? I guess I that's I, fair. I, no, I really that's fair. like no, I I watch it and it's like I like I you know I've known enough. That's that's just my perspective. Is like I've known enough and dealt with enough. Now, granted, they were all out of high school, and we're talking my early 20s, but I dealt with people trying to figure um, that I could be fascinated figuring their stuff out. And it's like, like, do you really want to over-engage in this? Like, there's a hero element, I guess, that uh, JLB, and I can even relate to that, dare I say. Not, Not dare I say, I said. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's like, yeah, you don't want these people to screw up, and you don't want these anything bad to happen to these people. It's just a situation of like, there's a difference between me, you know, frequently the post pro wrestling show strip club, and then, you know, with, and then there's JLB focusing on a high schooler yeah i mean i think though the thing too right is that we're watching a movie about about a high schooler right well that's that's just it like it it would work like i could it'd be tougher to sell but you there is a story about jlb and there is a story about casey Mm -hmm. and both of those have been movies (laughs) not them specifically but yeah no but you're 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 right you're right but there's a whole genre of movie around around that right, Casey Tech yeah, character, right? <laughs> but the, here, but the, does that mean you need to try to create a new genre? Like, no, uh, of course not. No, no, right? No, no, no. So, I that's what no, I'm saying. To, no, it's no. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, um, that you know, oh, Casey, that's a that's a played out played out like played out genre. Yeah, it is. I think I think it's more interesting to someone who's trying to be creative to do something new and try to try something new, even if that swing misses. Right? You said you're, Whoa, you're, you're okay. trying to be a screenwriter, right? So I imagine no, no, your no, screenplay no. is something that's at least you know. You said it was a what was, what was it? Zombie wrestling comedy, if I remember correctly, which yes. is not something that I recognize as a as a thing. And no, I'm sure no. that's way more interesting and fun to you to try it even if it, you were to try it and it ends up failing right well it's more fun to try something new than to say here's these old things let me just well, do that here here's, no? here's the thing and I, well no and here's the thing and i'm i'm pretty much shooting down my own movie but uh it's basically like i was writing indie scripts about my experience in there and then i came across a back i mean a movie, a so-called indie movie theater, uh, which lasted maybe three years in Peoria. Ah, it's a shame. Yeah, it is. Uh, and but we there were 
there were uh, B movie double feature nights. Oh, that's fun. And it basically told me like, oh right, well yeah, I know this is uh, movies done on the. I say B movie, I should say uh, Z movie, as in no budget. Sure, movie. sure, sure. Uh, no budget and, movies are fun, even right. when they're awful. <laughs> yes, <and> precisely. <laughs> And that 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 is what I'm going. That was what I was going for with main event of the day. Is like mm. I know enough people. We at least make the wrestling look cool. I can at least make the gore look cool. Let's get me on IMDb, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> uh, so I will have to go. And with that said, I'd have to go and say that uh, backspace. Okay. Uh, Jane Schoenbrunn's far more braver than I. Because, mm. like, I was going to work towards, like, I was basically, I had my experimental movies, and essentially I sold myself art cre- out creatively to create Man of the Dead. Mm. So, oh, because less indie. Gotcha. Right, right. No, I, I'm going I'm going for exploitation, not, not art. Mm. So, I mean, and that's where you're right. I take you take a wide sw- you know, a wild swing and a miss should be appreciated more than, uh, you know, just trying something that's been done. Uh, it doesn't change the fact that a wild swing and a miss is still a miss. Sure. So, I mean, I there's a lot of things you can appreciate about her it about this film and i hope like hell start a kick kickstarter jane i will throw money behind it because i know oh, you they, the they already they oh. already have their next feature is already lined up a24 is producing it i saw oh, the tv you, below yeah. oh okay all right so yeah. she's doing fine this was so. a no budget film that got a lot of buzz they already had buzz because um they were part of a site uh, called the Eye Slicer. Okay, it's a bunch of like so, other things. I'm I'm not familiar with that stuff. I just know uh, their background but, a little. All right, bit. But but yeah. There you yeah. go. Like they're doing, she... they're doing fine. <laughs> oh, all right. So yeah. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying this movie is even worth not watching because maybe again, I'm a forty-something who's doesn't have any children. I have enough difficulty looking after myself, let alone other people. Uh, so it might not have, it, it might not have hit me closely. Um, and there's, as I argue for like certain people in the professional wrestling business, like, oh, this like, I'll, I'll say a Mart wrestler Marty Squirrel, Squirrel in England who you know, is accused of rape and, and like, well, but everything else seems to fit the statutory terms. It's just what argument is what? And so many people have gotten away with that. It's like, okay, like, you know, I'm just saying it's like, you know, it's, let's run this through the psych, you know, through our justice systems, what have you, before we go and start ostracizing and i know so many people in the professional wrestling business who got away with so much it's like Mm -hmm. um so but it's it's like where 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 are you going with that with that conversation well no where where i'm going where 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 i'm going with that where i'm going with that is there's so (laughs) many people who get shut out dare i say 
mm-hmm. uh, for not necessarily, you know, for stuff that, okay, I'm co- I come from the 80s, dare I say, and it's like, how often was sleeping with a high schooler not a comedy trope? Oh, yeah, the 80s were full of that. It was... Right, so so I'm yeah. just saying, it's like, all right, no a, law, no laws broken, let's not Messed go up time with, in the 80s. <laughs> well, I and I'm just saying, no laws yeah. broken, let's not, you know... Let let's not go and just throw people under under buses and what have you, especially when you have other people in the business who definitely did that. Like there's a re- there's a commentator. I still don't know where we are in this conversation. Well, no, 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 no. It's uh, no. I'm just saying it's it's a very it's no. There's no reason I got into that conversation. Okay. No, no. I was waiting I, for it to come back around. It never did, so I figured I'd pipe up. Well, no, it was it was playing upon the it was playing upon the creepy element of sure. ALB, and it's like okay, well, I and sadly I've dealt with too well. No, okay, and I'm talking myself out of the argument because I've dealt with too many people taking a pay, taking advantage of patriarchal mm. concerns. Mm-hmm. Too many father figures in this world, dare I say. Mm. That's yeah. no that and that go and I don't even want to get into the personal experience, actual personal sure. experience about that. Sure. Not me, not me, but I've got my scars like telling people like, yeah, no, that's not good for you. <laughs> sure. So I'm I'm just saying it's like, and I mean if if, if you want to judge me like my, <laughs> so I have a trivia team on Thursday and there was a oh, that's fun. There was I haven't a, been trivia in too long. You're right. So, but before the next tournament to get to the Chicago show, and the Chicago finals get, came up, like, all right, let's come up with team names before we go back to our basic shrug emoji, which is beyond basic. We are awesome. Uh, and it was like one week I showed up 15 minutes late, and the team name, well, we just called the team Where's Russ? Mm. The next week, um, this is after I like we won that turn. We won that day once I showed up. I uh, accidentally spilled a drink on somebody, and the next week our name was Russ should apologize. Hmm. And then the following week, it's like, well, you know, we've hey, we've won the last two weeks with my name involved, and then it became Russ is so vain. Hmm. And we didn't win that week. And then uh, last last uh, Thursday, we did the tournament and. Uh, we could have won. I just wasn't confident in my knowledge. Like one of the questions was, uh, "What uh, bacterial disease is associated with blindness? That is also a venereal disease." I say, eh, "Chlamydia. That's pretty common," <laughs> which yeah. I was right. Uh, it wasn't until a team member said, "Don't koalas have a lot of chlamydia in there?" Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. And then the last question, the last question of which we didn't bet any points on, if we would have, we probably could have won, was who's the most nominated original screenplay writer? For I got nothing. Oscars, for the Oscars. The answer yeah, is, yeah, yeah. The answer is Woody Allen, and that's who I thought it was, but it's like, what? There's 50 years before Woody there's 50 years before Woody Allen. So let's not say that. Let's not bet mm-hmm. anything on that. Yeah. It's wrong. Sure. So it's like they were joking around. Well, next next time we have a chance to name our team differently, it's gonna be Russ Scott, Chlamydia, and Woody Allen. 
Mm. So that shows you where my head's Tri- at, I guess. Trivia trivia team names is an underrated location for bits. Great yeah. place to do bits, like right. running. Yeah, thanks. Great. Right. So that but tells yeah. you where. The, but I'm just saying eh, that tells yeah. you kind of where my head's at. If it's like, sure. yes, I still watch Woody Allen movies. Oh fuck! And <laughs> everyone has their line. That's fair. Yeah. So that I guess that's where my head's at. It's like. Sure. Until I watch Ronan versus Pharaoh, you know, Ronan versus no, Pharaoh versus Alan. Eh, should I change my standpoint? I don't know. So, I don't know. I just see so many people get screwed, you know, screwed out and like, eh, we really got to hear things out and judgment and all that stuff. I guess is where I was going with that. Um, so I shouldn't be ju- which tells me I shouldn't be judging JLB that harshly. So, uh, it's roundabout, but I think we got there with that. Yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> right. We got so somewhere. I, 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 yeah, no, I'm two two podcasts in, four <laughs> margaritas, two shots. Sure. Like, yeah. Um, but, you know, <laughs> it goes back, and it goes back to like the entire idea of people, again, like, I mock the concept of Casey having her own channel. It's like, hmm. But no, that's only because I've done this for, I was a professional <laughs> performer for 15 years and then a writer and all this stuff. Like, who knows? I, I don't know. I just, I guess I can't relate to the kids. And oh, yeah. dude, I mean, I also, I also grew up in a time where I'm like, man, I didn't get my first cell phone till I was uh, a junior in high school. And now <laughs> I know people and I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure compared to you that that was uh, young. Um, yeah. But uh, it's uh, and like you know, friends, kids now getting their first cell phone oh, in gosh, like elementary no. school. So it's not. It's like to me, it's just like I think that kind of thing is also why I'm like, yeah, it's just march of the times. Like, do I think it's the best idea for someone going through all the uh, messiness and trauma of high school to also be you know have a channel? Probably not. But at the same time, eh, plenty of people do it and seem to come out fine enough. You know. Eh, it's it's you know yeah, could be no. worse and and what Casey's doing with it is also not the most personal thing besides that it's her face as well right like it's collaborating to play a game rather than uh, uh you know my generation more sharing every personal detail about when you go out on Facebook uh you know that's so eh, eh. I I I don't know I mean that's that goes back to like I don't want children and thankfully sure. have not had any <laughs> but it's like i see that and it's kind of like you know i think i could do it better <laughs> it's yeah everyone thinks they can do it better and then they're a parent they realize how hard it actually is <laughs> uh, i'm just saying but... i should i should not be in a situation where it's like god you guys suck let me try it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know but uh, yeah, so yeah, I, nah, so, I th- so this movie, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we really changed any. Like you said, it was a five star on your opinion. And, for me, yes, personally. And I think you got. Don't worry. A lot of my friends also look at me crazy when they but when no, I hear no. how much I love it. So, well, how much you love it? That yeah. can be questioned. I'm, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm not. Just, so, yeah, I'm not. not as I say, <laughs> I'm not saying Joan, Jane Schoenbrunn doesn't have potential doesn't have like as you say she's got her a24 movie so 
She's doing something right. Mm-hmm. And I can't even say she's not doing something right. Um, I guess it's maybe for mice. So, you know, your friends might think, oh, it's just creepy. But me, I'm more or less like, again, it's like parenting. I, I just, it's one of those, like, I could do it better <laughs> situation. And I'm not saying I could be a better director than her. It's like, mm. but eh, I think I could write a better movie, edit a better movie. But she's she's definitely there. Uh, the acting, I, I'd say. Um, her personally, her, I thought Anna Cobb, uh, who plays thank Casey, you. Yes. really good. Oh yeah, no, uh, she's she's very. And this awesome. was her her feature film debut, which is always impressive. Right. So and no, she's very authentic. Uh, so, uh, JBL, JLB, that's yeah, that was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't know how you, again, with the fact that, dude, I just think you're free. You're, I just think like, this is not where you should put your, like, dare I say with my wrestling standpoint (laughs) about, Hey, you know, give people breaks. Like, Mm. yeah, no, no, you shouldn't be here. (laughs) Yeah. Now I think uh, I think he did a good just, job embodying that character that has this deep sadness. He yeah. didn't blow me away, but like I read right. I, I it, thought it, he put it, enough it, in that I read him as having more going on there. It, it's uh, but even if it didn't but, come doesn't come through to everyone. But yeah. But as you say, it he didn't blow you away. Like but yeah, what no. if he but what if he what if he did is where I'm getting from. Like there sure. Yeah, that that kind of role is going to be a tricky one to really. Oh no no yeah, really yeah. capture no but... sad, no no it, it's a tough role and yeah it's a small kind of very subdued role so it's gonna be hard to make a huge oh well there you go the though acting, it's but... like when you stop and um... analyze the story though it's not that small a role role you're the they're the focus of the third act. He yes he however I mean there I say the second the, way... the second act so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it kind of, yeah. Spoon doesn't have clean act breaks. Um, it just kind of does its thing. But, uh, well, it doesn't have a clean second, two, two, three act break. The first one's pretty clean. But, um, yeah. Uh. The, but he, like, I think the, the thing that sells it there is to me, the character is this. He feels small despite the fact that he makes a big part of the movie. And to be fair, a good chunk of that, of that part of the movie, of the, from the moment we depart Casey's perspective is videos. Uh, even though we're from his perspective, we're sitting there watching him watch. Casey. Well, and that's well, so you uh, have that strange dichotomy of it's well, his no, I could say right. I'm it's just saying. Dynamic. Well, and no, it goes back to like you got to watch it a second time to realize that it's his perspective for the third act. Yeah, I guess. I mean, or even the third and second act. To so be fair, I mean. The, I, I like my first time through. I clocked that. That I'm like, wait, this was we haven't seen Casey from her perspective in a while. I did have to scrub back through to figure out where it happened. Right. But it definitely struck me as, wait a minute, we haven't actually like had an out of camera bit with Casey in a while, huh? No, we it's just been what? JLB watching the video, watching Casey passive aggressively read, you know, uh, read his tarot cards. Just oh great. gosh! Like, <laughs> that was a fun. That was fun. I liked that scene a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, but again, it's not necessarily clear because we don't get enough JLB on that, or we don't get enough like 
I mean, there's a there's a narrative there, and it just like I don't know. I think all the stuff, except for the lengthiness of the first scene, and that's more of a preference thing, mm. works without JLB. So it really sells Anna uh, can't, can't. Anna Cobb is the actress. Cobb, thank you, thank yeah. you. So, yeah, it's just like uh, I just I'm so focused on her. I guess that's where the fit. There we go. Why the film fails for me is not the creepiness of like why are why so many my age focusing on teenagers. Like we got again, we got a good story with her. Maybe her entertaining, like more of her perspective, even even dealing with J JLB. So here, I mean, I, this, she's, this I think she is far more interesting than, than JLB. Sure. Let, let me let me try let me try this this explanation of how, how I view this. Are you familiar with the band A Perfect Circle? Oh yeah, no, I, I saw right. saw them live in Peoria, two thousand three. You know their their song, The Outsider. Yes. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, from from Thirteenth Step. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so so the thing about that song is you you listen to it and it's a song that got pegged a lot as being um, about a person committing suicide, and you then you hear Maynard James Keenan talk about it and he makes a point that you know they copped out on the video they did the goofy comedic bikini bandits video yeah, yeah no I've seen like, the, the video concept, yeah yeah it's like the concept of the song that I couldn't get people to understand is it's not about someone committing suicide it is oh, about no, somebody watching somebody preparing and deciding to do that to do the act and in the same way i think that's what you lose if you cut jlb out of this this isn't necess- this isn't a movie that is solely about it's a little bit about I mean, it's not solely about uh, a teenager who's retreat who's like isolated and feeling disconnected and feeling kind of like you know I don't know what I'm doing. It's about that and more, but more it's about somebody watching that from the outside and not knowing what to do with it, but knowing something feels wrong and not knowing how to deal with that. And you lose that entire aspect of it if you cut out JLB entirely. I will say, I think Phil Collins did it better, dare I say, with uh, In the Air Tonight. Sure. That, okay. <laughs> Sorry, just D- different just, conversation, but sure. No, well, no, I'm just saying it's yeah. like no, and that's about watching somebody murder and not not reporting it. But sure. I'm just saying it's kind of like you know the the concept. Po- uh, point, yeah, yeah. Even, the, uh, being even if the, that's the case, point. Well, point still being, stands, right? being yeah. right, being the outsider, right, and determining if you should get involved at all. Right, yeah. And not even necessarily knowing what you're seeing, but knowing well, something's off. Well, no, but I'm just saying it's like, I think it's more about like, well, I don't know, because it's still set to ass. Like, for somebody who was only getting, who was bitching about 24 views, <laughs> that's something she says in the movie. I don't remember. I don't remember her complaining so much about not having many views. It was after I she. Your word, I forget. I, I don't remember. Yeah. It, it's after she got out of bed, like 
this is stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When she's wandering, yeah, when well, she's going 20, to the shop, 20, she's 20, 24 for like views. 30, yeah, yeah. She's, right. she's upset about that. She's mumbling and wandering over to the shed right before she finds uh, JLB's creepy-ass video. Right. I think so... that that's a great sign, too, of how JLB does not interact with the world, but we're past, we've discussed that bit already. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just saying it's like... Yeah. And uh, one of those 34 people decides to... Uh, totally get involved that's so i don't know the i i will say i don't think the ending sits well with me like uh oh you mean, all, you mean the way it's done or narratively narrative well the way it's done well just saying oh i ran into her like we're looking for resolution for jlb and it's like dude you're not supposed to get maybe it's personal experience you're not supposed to get resolution on that one I mean, he kind of, yeah, he, he gets more of it. That's definitely true. It's an interesting way to end it. I do agree that the ending, I think, is that that bit, the fact that they meet in New York City, or he, he relays that they met in New York City. No, uh, no. Which it, I do it, think it, is an important detail That's I don't know. Yeah, it's no. weird the way it ends. I agree right. with you on that. Yeah, no, I don't need to, like, doesn't, doesn't feel honest, dare I say. It Yeah, it feels like... Uh, it's it's an interesting. Uh, I think that end. Yeah, the ending's a bit doesn't quite. Eh. It well, I, it sits weird. I agree right. on that. Yeah. No, you could have ended it on you know. Hey, I uh, I know. kind of like it for showing where Casey is in her growth and such, and mm. also indicating that there's all these layers of artifice around her, but ultimately there was something going on because he mentions, in, assuming he's being, he's being truthful, which he mentions that, that, that she spent some time in an institution. Uh, and so, which says to me, she had something going on. Who knows whether he had anything to do with helping her? Probably not, but does indicate there well, was something but, real he's picking up in there, showing, you know, kind of says, yeah. even through all the artifice, there's reality seeping through. I, 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 even though he went I, about it in a horrible way. Yeah, no, I'm not going to buy the reality seeping through because I've known way too many people who, like, um, or, Maybe I'm just envious. Like I had an ex-girlfriend kick me out of the apartment, and then her life went into a downward spiral. She got a hold of me saying, "Hey, I'm you know you're gonna do fine," despite I was stalking you. <laughs> um, and it's like, well, hey, cool, all right, I'm in a better place. You're in a better place. You know, I'd like to meet up, and then it's like, no, we're poison and totally ruined my you know send me through a downward spiral after like i'm you know i'm like no i didn't need your involvement like you can't you like oh great if you saw that i'm in a depressed state and like dare i go back to in the air tonight if i saw you were drowning i would not let a hand Mm. Like, all oh, right, you see, I'm drowning. You know, throw me a life vest. Throw me a, you know. Don't say, well, oh no, I'm glad I got this out of my system that I'm not angry at you anymore. Sure, but, but isn't that what JLB is doing? Is he just trying to throw a hand? 
But right. mis- I'm mis- he's being misguided about it. Right. And I'm just saying reality, my reality states that, no, they don't get, you don't get that kind of closure of like, oh, we get to straighten everything out. No, like, I was let, you know, she went to an institution mm-hmm. and I, you know, pulled myself out of my own rut. <laughs> oh, and... I don't know that we get the sense that, that the JLB is out of a rut. He still seems very. No, I'm not saying he doesn't seem oh, in a rut, yeah, but she yeah. gets, he's telling a story of getting that hand to, yes. pull, to pull him out. And it's like, yes. I think that is the level on which that ending works for me, where it feels narratively a little bit weird. The fact that you, that they meet up again, I agree with that. That would have been like, I don't know exactly the right way you land that, but I feel like that's a, that doesn't, that's a strange, but it does work for me on an emotional storytelling piece because of the fact that it does say Casey, it does tell me that Casey sees the thing that kind of clicks, you know, the clocks for me that I mentioned before too, about them having some, you know, Having a, you know, being in a similar mental place of being this loner who needs an escape online. Right. Um, narratively, right. it's it's a it's a little bit doesn't a little bit clunky narratively. I'll give you that, sure. But I think right. I don't mind it because of the emotional bit. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's like having dealt with kind of similar situations. No, I I just I just can't can't buy it. That's just it. It's like. You either, when you're in a toxic situation, you either walk away from it or you, or you surrender to it and you end up getting in a worse place. So I feel bad for J, JLB. It's like, dude, you are opening your checkbook. <laughs> Interesting. Now, yeah. definitely, I, I think maybe it, maybe part of it comes down to personal experiences. I've definitely had times where given distance from a bad situation, I've been able to uh, return to that that friendship or whatnot and uh in a better place even if it's just for that one touch point and then go your separate ways but like i definitely get the the whole okay listen i'm too in this right now i'm too uh focused on it emotional about it however the the, whatever the 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 exact case may be and then get you know do whatever you know self-work you need to do well no and i re-engage and so i i guess you know that bit very well might come down to is that believable based on uh, Pers- what you've experienced, right? Personal fair. experience. And- I can't, you know, personal experience. You can't, you cannot uh, get rid of your personal experience when you come to a movie, nor should you. So well, that's going to color that's everyone. A, oh, I don't know that 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 goes back to the movie argument. It's like, oh yeah, I mean that is a much deeper argument. You got that it. Is like, fair. That no, is fair. If a you, much if you can't if you can't disconnect yourself, you know, it's it's like. What we, you know, yeah, it just wraps up too tightly narratively. I, I, you know, that's just it. I mean, it's, the, it's also fun, fun here, uh, for to be in the position of saying, no, nah, I think that works for me because usually I'm the one saying, hey, that narrative wrapped up too neatly, I don't buy it. Uh, and so it's it's fascinating for me to be on the other side of that. Well, I feel um, like the, the, the narrative wrap up works. <laughs> well, I'm just uh, the one the one complaining. Oh, that shouldn't have a happy ending. <laughs> well, hail hail to those who have less medications listed in their stories. <laughs> 
So, all right. Well, I mean, this is a fun conversation. I'm glad. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for your time. Just taking the time to have it. Yeah, it was fun chatting with you. Yeah. So glad uh, you uh, took the time to to watch it and uh, didn't hate it. Glad you got something oh, out of it, even if no, it, I, even, yeah, even you know, yeah. But glad you got stuff out of it, even though it wasn't as much as me. That's fine. You got something out of it. That's all right. I can ask for. No, no. Yeah, it's not. It's not a hateable movie. Which yeah. I don't know. When I say that, though, it's kind of one of those frustrations. I I right. say, I I also don't blame people who hate this movie. But no, no, I, it, like, I no. I I would have. Like, <laughs> well, no, it it just feels more fulfilling to hate something. Dare I say? <laughs> like, that's fair. Like I watched. Like somebody just kept. No, you got to give Twilight. Yes, it's a train wreck, but give it a to watch. And I watched the first <laughs> Twilight, and it's like. I can't say it didn't do what it was supposed to do. <laughs> I'm going to have to give it two and a half stars. And I hate that I have to give it two and a half stars. But I, I mean, I would always rather like something than not. And I tr- you know, always like to try to find, pull out the good, even if there's well, more. Well, no, as I say, I, I you know, so I, I, hate, uh, I, I hated Twilight, but I know yeah. what it was trying to do. And, yeah. I, and I can't fault it. That's what I've heard from people. I do need to try this. Watch the movie. Oh, like, no, 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 don't, don't. I mean, uh, granted, I'm a baseball fan and a Muse fan and once and love vampire stuff. And once you sc- mix all that together mm-hmm. and not deliver, I am going to be forever angry. <laughs> so, yeah. So, all right, so let's see. Uh, Austin, uh, so what do you want to plug, promote? What do you sure. So as I mentioned at the top, I got a, a movie review blog where I do uh, spoiler-free reviews of new releases uh, that is over on Substack. It's called Take Them to the Movies Austin. Uh, it's a bit of a clunky name, but eh, it's what I went with. Um, and yeah, that's that's basically it. Try to post over there as much as I can. Yeah, gonna be great. going to the uh the new hampshire film festival this weekend so all right i have awesome. a, a big i have a big post on that at some point next week wrap up of all the stuff i see well no very cool glad that you got at least a film festival i mean we get we get ebert fest in champaign urbana because uh roger ebert was a graduate right. of the u of i yeah. um but uh no, I haven't. I didn't get the chance to go to last year's, uh, and I only went to see Ghost World in the previous year. So. Mm. Um, nope. So, if you want to be in a, on the podcast, you can send an email to russthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R U S S T H E B U S 07 at gmail.com. Offer me a theme, director, actor, movie. Uh, try to focus on anything. Uh, sub 100 minutes over 70 minutes um, and I will work with you if you got something else I if you're willing to do a little more work I can make that happen so anything will work it's just your dedication uh, you can follow me on Twitter the username there is at catbusrus but Mastodon is the place to be folks as um, Austin would tell you uh my yeah, i username... forgot i should post that Put yeah should... well plug that too i'll let you finish and then all right my my <laughs> username there is at russ stevens at mastodon.social you can always share your t- share your posts there onto twitter until elon is a complete and total dick 
Uh, so, um, yeah, and um, yeah, all I got to do is well admire my little cat just grooming, her, <laughs> grooming herself. Uh, Ava, the queen kitty, but uh, thank you to Stacia Harden, uh, who's keeping an eye on me as far as I can tell. Um, and I hope she's doing the same to everybody else she touched in her life. And I hope that the uh, fluffy little skimble shanks, the one eared angels, not annoying her too much. He tends to talk too much. Let's, uh, don't miss that <laughs> from, well, no, no, he at least try to make conversation. So, all right. <laughs> dead cats, dead best friends, and back to Austin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Mastodon. I always need to plug that. But it's uh, Ozzy at Mastodon.world. That's Ozzy spelled A-U-Z-Z-Y. If you get it, it's a mix of Ozzy and my name, Austin. Uh, but at Mastodon.world. You can follow me over there, too, where I also mostly talk about movies. Yeah, I was just worried when I was making this, uh, getting this comp- podcast ready. It's like, I see Aussie and it's like, well, most Australians say it O-Z-Z-Y. <laughs> so I shouldn't worry that about was, time frames. That was not something I ever thought about with this nickname. And then a couple people have mentioned it since. And it's like, ah, oh, I guess that does kind of make sense, huh? But no, it's just a just a random thing that a buddy of mine started calling me back in middle school. I'm like, oh, right. that's a good username. Why not? Right. But right. Yeah, no, no, everyone I get... thinks I live on the other side of the world, which is funny. right. Well, no, and as I said, it, <laughs> as I said, I've got enough experience in this world to know that most Aussies say O Z Z Y. Yeah. Yep. A U S S I E. So, yeah. all right. Well, thank you very much for uh, coming on and talking about. Uh, we're going. Sorry, I gotta. It's such a long title that didn't help it. <laughs> uh, we're all going to the to the World's Fair, which, uh-huh. hey, uh, we obviously got two different opinions upon it, but it's yeah. definitely a movie worth talking about. So, I would definitely suggest. Hey, you got uh, that's the entire point of the podcast. I know you got ninety minutes, people. Don't you know you can skip out on your, I guess. Well, I mean, Generation Z, Generation V on Amazon Prime only drops an episode a week, so you got the time. (laughs) For ninety for chill, thank you again, and uh, love to have you back on. Let's. It's one of those like, eh, can we get on the same page? But it's it's like, (laughs) it's great to have an antagonist. (laughs) <laughs> makes for good conversation that's for sure that is for we're sure. not we're not all just going to yes to each other <laughs> right yeah thank you again uh uh austin and have yourself you, a Russ. good week thank you yeah. can i hear a wahoo